In today's episode, we talk with dietitian and joyful health coach, Megan Becker, about how to incorporate gentle nutrition without it becoming an obsession or another diet. Megan shares her personal story and how God's grace transformed the way she practices as a dietitian, and she gives practical tips and mindset shifts to help listeners become curious about their nutrition instead of judgmental. So if you are ready to step away from diets for good and discover a joyful relationship with food, movement, and your body by grace, then we have some great news. Our signature 12-week course, Joyful Health is open for enrollment from now until February 20th. So about a little bit about this course, we have distilled six months of our dietitian and fitness services into these 12 weeks of coaching to teach you how to eat well and move free for life. No calorie counting or step tracking required. And honestly, the thing we love hearing about our course the most is that it's a breath of fresh air. It's saturated in grace. And that is exactly what we hope you will feel when you enroll and when you graduate in 12 weeks. So in this course, you are going to get these 12 weeks of video teaching from Aubrey and myself, along with additional support from our coaches. We are going to send you in the mail your own workbook to guide you through the course principles and into prayer as you go along. Um, You will also get a small class size to personalize your experience and give you full access to us for answers and encouragement um, with this private joyful health community. You will also receive monthly live coaching sessions over Zoom and an accountability partner to help keep you in step with the spirit along the way. And so you don't get lost in the weeds of things. Um, This is lifetime access to the course, along with continual improvements as we go. So head to joyfulhealth.co slash resources if you want to learn more and see a few videos and see all of the course content there. Um, The very last day to sign up is February 20th. Spots are limited because we want to keep that class size small and intimate for that best possible group coaching experience. Okay, y'all, we really, really hope to see you there. Let's get into the episode. Hey, friends, welcome to the Joyful Health Show. I'm Aubrey, registered dietitian. And I'm Casey, personal trainer. And together, we're here to help you discover joyful health by grace. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Joyful Health Show. This week, we have the honor of interviewing our very own Joyful Health Coach, Megan Becker, about the common question, how can I improve my nutrition without obsession or going back to dieting? So welcome, Megan. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you guys today. Yeah. Okay. So everyone who may not know Megan, um, she's a dietitian that focuses on a grace-rooted approach to health and intuitive eating. She works with clients one-on-one through grace-rooted nutrition and is a coach for the Joyful Health Collective. (laughs) So we're so, so grateful to have her. Um, Her goal is to empower individuals to make beneficial, lifelong behavior changes that will positively impact their overall well-being and foster a healthy relationship with food, body image, and most importantly, their creator. 
Her day job is working at a veteran skilled nursing community in Michigan. So um, Megan, thank you so much for being on here. We're just so excited to share your gifts and talents and stories um, with the world and that we are working on a team together. And, um, and I don't know if we know a ton of your story too. And every time we tell our stories, it's different. Um, but if you can tell us a little bit about how you got started with this, what was your like personal or maybe career struggle with this? Um, and then where, how did God meet you in the middle of that? And kind of what do you do as a result? Yeah, so I am a registered dietitian. I do have a master's degree also. Um, and I say that because I feel like my undergrad experience was very different from my graduate experience. Um, in undergrad, taking nutrition courses was um, very similar to like what Aubrey has shared with her story. It was kind of like you learn and you focus so much about food and nutrition um, that it almost makes you so micro-focused on it. Um, but so in undergrad, I actually even like tried different diets and started to relate my morality with what I was eating and things like that. So it did actually start to negatively impact my relationship with food a little bit. Um, and then into grad school, I was introduced to intuitive eating and health at every size. And so that really started to shape and mold um, the way that I viewed health. And then um, my spiritual health really came into play with that. Um, and that's why I love Joyful Health so much because we all, we focus on whole health and we also focus so heavily on that spiritual health aspect as well, which is so unique and so important. And with my story, I feel like that is the most important part of my story is I had a bit of like a spiritual awakening coming back to Jesus moment after grad school when I moved home. Um, I just was at a place where truly I was chasing things of the flesh, desires of the flesh. I was coming out of broken relationships and just, you know, finishing grad school, doing a lot of positive things, but just was feeling really broken, really unworthy. Um, and Jesus really met me in that brokenness. And I see that a lot in dieters too, that, you know, we're a lot of women or people are just experiencing brokenness in their lives for different reasons or fear. And we seek to control what we are eating or what we're doing um, as a means to fix that. When, as we know, Jesus is our only true fix. He's our only true healer and God is in control of our health ultimately. Um, and I think the other thing that's really important to remember too is that we aren't made to have perfect health in this life. And I think that through diets and um, somehow through the pursuit of nutrition, we are fed this message that we have to have this perfect health. And that's not meant for us in this life. We, we live in a broken world. Our life is never going to um, be perfect here. I had actually a little bit of a humbling experience this morning. I woke up with a migraine and yesterday I had a great day. I ate well, I nourished myself well, I moved my body well, but you know, it, it's just a reminder. I think too, we look to food and things that we can control so much sometimes that, um, you know, it's important to kind of remember that we, we are in broken bodies and um, with that said, though, I think it's really important and beneficial also to practice grace through that, but also to remember that there is joy and that we can steward our bodies well um, through what we eat and what we do. 
um, and focusing on whole health. So yeah, I guess all that is to say is that I studied to be a registered dietitian and um, I have a great foundation of knowledge from that, but it was really a lot of learning that I did outside of that that aligned with you know my faith walk and faith journey. And it definitely was a God thing that I got connected to Joyful Health when I did. Um, so I'm excited to be part of an uh, initiative that is helping women and people to take better care of their bodies physically, um, but also nurturing our spirits first. Mm. Yeah, um, I know we'll probably even hear more of your story as we go, but I love that you just emphasize the fact that um, that is the most important part of our health is just our spiritual health because it affects every other avenue, affects our mindset on everything and those circumstances that come up in this world that we live in, um, whether it's getting a migraine or being sick, like being able to have that eternal perspective and realization that God is our ultimate healer and he's our ultimate hope um, is I feel like the most important thing for the rest of our life and the rest of our health. So Megan, today we're talking to people about this question, you know, how can I, how can I practice gentle nutrition without becoming obsessed? Maybe they've come out of um, this mindset of control, like you mentioned, where they feel like they were trying to control every single thing that went into their body. And now they found intuitive eating and they're feeling the freedom, um, but they want to know how can they start practicing some gentle nutrition without it becoming a diet. Um, so the, I think, I think the problem that many people have is they think intuitive eating is about eating whatever, whenever that there's no place for, um, nourishing habits and nourishing nutrition. Um, and so they just don't know where that fits. Can you speak to the confusion here? Yeah, absolutely. So um, kind of like what I was saying is that I don't know where this idea came from. And I do think that part of it is the enemy feeding us lies. But nutrition was never meant to be a mechanism to make us feel bad about the way that we eat. Um, and I think that nu gentle nutrition really just provides a way to beneficially um, nourish ourselves, but does not have the goal to demonize certain foods. Um, and so, you know, with, with the dieting culture that we live in, with dieting being so prevalent, um, there's a lot of harms of dieting and 95 plus percent of diets fail. So it's not, you know, it's not this health that people are seeking or usually the outcomes that they are seeking through that. Um, and one thing that I really see a lot is that it is such a slippery slope too that um, you know, when we're when we're partaking in black and white thinking and we're categorizing foods as good foods and bad th foods, um, it's a real slippery slope of then looking at ourselves as either good or bad based on the foods that we eat, whereas really gent gentle nutrition opens up that gray space to um, understand why that we eat, why we eat what we eat, to get curious about um, what we're eating um, and I think intuitive eating is really health, helpful as a self-care framework um, and just, you know, getting curious about that and digging into the why behind um, why we eat what we eat. Um, and I don't think I answered all of your questions. So. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. No, I think that's really helpful. And because we want, we have 
both railings of like, we are following the Lord's heart. And then he also gave us a mind, um, a, like a brilliant, he's a brilliant creator. And he gave us like so much potential for us to be able to think about what is good for us and be able to have that reason. Um, I always think about, cause I'm like the Bible talks a lot about reason and then to, to think with your mind and to pray with your mind. Um, so specifically first Corinthians 14, 15, and this is Paul talking to the Corinthian church. There's a lot of disorder and people were just getting up and speaking in the middle of church. And he was saying, no, God is a God of order. And he said, I will sing in the spirit and I will also sing with my understanding. And so it's like this intuitive eating thing is like, we are eating with our spirit and we're eating with our understanding. So maybe what are, um, what are some things, some maybe practices, maybe some harmful practices that people might be practicing now that they could release hold of in order to grab hold of the gentle nutrition piece as far as maybe they're going too heavy on the nutrition, like micro nutrient side of things, how everything is broken down or, you know, versus the, I'm just going to eat whatever and not even think about it, not even bring that reason into the space. Maybe what's, what's something that's like a specific circumstance or any, any patterns that that people could be aware of that they could let go of. Yeah. Yeah. I think definitely we want to be careful around restrictive eating and exercise, right? So any pattern that we're engaging in that doesn't allow for any flexibility in our lives, it doesn't allow us to enjoy the joyful moments of life, right? Like holidays and celebrations and no, we're just so stuck on this diet or this exercise routine that we're missing things. We're missing joyful parts of lives. I think that there's a lot of red flags to look for in that. And um, truly, you know, that strict and rigorous um, way with dieting or exercise can take up so much mental space too, which I think is just a dangerous, line because we can start to put those things on a pedestal and have those things become idols in our lives and things that we are worshiping. And, um, you know, as Christian women, we want God to be the center of our attention and we don't want things that we are engaging in that are meant to steward our bodies well, to take care of ourselves well here to become something that is then an idol that we've created in our lives and something that we are worshiping. Um, So definitely kind of just looking at, are you flexible in your eating and your exercise too? I mean, those those really go hand in hand, but I know we're talking a little bit more about eating today, Um, but do you have some flexibility with that? Are you allowed to go, or are you allowing yourself, are you able to go out and enjoy a meal at a restaurant um, and pick foods on a menu without feeling super stressed and super anxious. And I think it's important to just kind of check in with ourselves and what, what are your health goals? Are you, um, you know, are you, is the way that you're eating kind of meeting those or not even just your health goals, but what's your vision for your life? And is, is the way that you're eating um, beneficial towards that? Or is it taking away from that? Um, Because I think when we get into that too restrictive of a mindset, we're often taking away from that. Um, 
through the restrictiveness and not being flexible, we're again, missing out on opportunities. Um, and then just to look at too, um, I think the diet mentality is so ingrained in our culture now and so ingrained in so many of us that there's a lot of like diets in disguise now um, that actually kind of introduce you to making things off limits, um, having forbidden foods. Um, of course, if you have like an allergy or any any intolerances to food, it's definitely okay to avoid those foods. But um, otherwise, one of the steps of intuitive eating is to make peace with all foods. And I think it's important to not have forbidden foods. Um, and that can be a scary journey to go on. So I think it's important to work with either a trained registered dietitian or a mental health therapist or a great community with Joyful Health while you're go like Joyful Health while you're going through that journey. Um, because yeah, I think, um, we can definitely kind of get stuck in in thinking that you know we're starting to make healthy choices and then control kind of starts to take over um and it can definitely be a slippery slope as well so yeah um i hear you talking about just releasing that restrictive mindset and that um all or nothing black and white mindset with food and i know earlier you mentioned um just being curious and I love that idea, especially when it comes to, okay, let's say that we have made peace with food. We're no longer being restrictive. Um, and now we're just wondering how can we implement some habits that are going to just move us forward towards our joy goal. You know, maybe we're, um, we're realizing that we're not eating, um, often enough, or we want to eat more of a certain food, or we want to eat at home more. We can, there's all sorts of reasons why we might want to make a food change or a gentle nutrition shift. Maybe our digestion is wonky and we want to try to add some more fiber or anything along those lines. Talk about how someone can start to make those shifts from a place of curiosity over judgment. Yeah, I think you already started to kind of say one of the big things is focusing on what you can add in rather than taking away. Um, that really just helps to build a healthy mentality um, while you're working on meeting goals. And um, yeah, gentle nutrition is definitely important, right? Food is powerful, but it's it's not the end all be all because when we look at health, there's a lot of different components in our life. There's stress, there's how we're moving or not moving our bodies. There's um, things that we can and cannot control. Food is so important um, and can really help, you know, with different things that we are going for or going through and focusing on what you can add in to support that, um, like fiber, like, um, you know, thinking back to my migraine, I do try to eat magnesium rich foods when, um, I know that I'm either at a time in my cycle that I'm more likely to experience that or different things like that. Um, but also just, you know, thinking that food is energy, right? So it's calories, it's nourishment for us, but also the satisfaction factor is really important. Also, I think when we're eating like we're not robots, right? Like we're humans. God made us, God designed us to enjoy our food. Um, Jesus enjoyed food while, while he was here. And, um, you know, when we look at food as just like, you know, whether you're like 
you know, working on bodybuilder things and you're looking at food as just energy, you're really missing out on that satisfaction factor and you're missing out on joy. So I always tell people you need both. You need that energy and that nourishment and you need that satisfaction to find fullness. Um, and really getting curious as far as taste. Um, how is your food tasting in that you know, that can be found through mindful eating practices, actually sitting down to, you know, take some breaths before you eat, to sit in a quiet place where you can actually enjoy your food and concentrate on it and focus on it. Um, we can get curious with the textures of foods, with the temperature, um, the flavors. You know, we all do have different preferences that are molded throughout our lives and they're unique and you know, that can be through culture or it can be through family things um, or just preferences. I mean, I tend to like sweet foods. Um, my family used to joke that I could probably live off of desserts and vegetables <laughs> and, you know, of course not, but I do like those foods. We all have our preferences. Um, but another thing is too, is kind of just getting back to the simplicity of food, I think is important. I think you know, a lot of us do have privilege here in the United States to have a lot of different food available to us um, and kind of just, you know, getting back to appreciating the food that we have. Um, I know for me that um, saying grace before eating a meal, talking to God, inviting God into those those moments of enjoying a, mood, uh, a meal um, really was a game changer. We did that off and on growing up, but really kind of making that a practice now as an adult um, has been beneficial for me as well. Yeah, that's really good. And I think when I think of nutrition or when I think of nutrition classes, I think micro macronutrients, calories, vitamins, and I didn't hear you talk, uh, talk a lot about those things. I heard you talk about taste and texture and, um, how, you know, and like you said, there's a lot of things that go into like well, what you put in your mouth, it might have these micro and macronutrients, but the way your body takes it in can be dependent upon those stress factors, how you've been sleeping, your relationships, you know, all of those things can really change the chemistry of how we receive that food and how we don't. Um, so I, I think what I hear you saying is that nutrition is not flat one dimensional, but it's affected by a lot of different things. So, um, so for the person whose background in hearing the word nutrition is calories and micronutrients, um, how would you say to start thinking about nutrition? Should they wipe all of that away or kind of start with one focus on what they need? Like you said, how to support their life and you know, what are your preferences versus how do you need to support your life with some more gentle nutrition practices? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think with a lot of clients that I've worked for and for myself personally, that making peace with all foods was an important first step because I think a lot of us actually know more about nutrition than we think. Like mm -hmm. information is so readily available that it's actually overwhelming. And it's kind of this weird thing that I like, I went into nutrition wanting to have to teach people about nutrition. Like I wanted to do that and then started to realize that by doing that, and I know Aubrey shared this in her testimony, like that kind of turns into just handing out these cookie cutter diets and we find that that doesn't work. Um, so yeah, I think, um, 
Sorry, will you repeat the part? That <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was like a multi-part comment <laughs> slash question. Um, so I guess like, how can we frame gentle nutrition in our lives? Do we need to look at calories? Do we need to look at vitamins? So as a dietitian, you know, if someone comes into you, do they have a specific problem? Like, what can I focus on, or do I need to track all of the things that I eat? And, you know, have these different vitamins and minerals. So like for the reader or for the listener who's like, well, how should I start with gentle nutrition? What do I need to track? <laughs> what would you yeah. tell them? I think it, I definitely try to always screen people for, you know, actually someone that's engaged in disordered eating, um, because I think that that's going to kind of change the approach. Um, but for somebody that is just, you know, not having such a healthy relationship with their food, but not on the spectrum of having an eating disorder, um, I think that that, you know, that changes it a little bit. And I, I think that tracking your food, both for you and your dietitian to kind of see, you know, what you're eating can be helpful, but kind of from like a zoomed out lens of just like, am I eating, um, meals that are making me full? You know, I, I think about one of my clients that I've worked with the longest and that was her thing was she wasn't eating enough. She wasn't eating enough at meals. She wasn't eating things that were satisfying her. And so we really had to work through that satisfaction factor quite a bit. Um, and then she didn't feel like she was, you know, out of control at different part, points of the day and um, choosing snack items that weren't actually making her body feel good, but that she was just going to out of, you know, ease and habit. Um, so I think that, yeah, it can be helpful to track your um, your food, but from like a zoomed out lens, I definitely, I had posted on this recently, I don't recommend like the calorie tracking apps and things like that. Most, the general population doesn't really need to know those, but so many people are engaging in doing that. Um, but yeah, and then I know we do like kind of like a in joyful health, we do like a gentle plate method, I guess I like to call it, and just really making sure that you are getting all the food groups. You're getting fruits, you're getting vegetables, um, trying to get those items every day. Um, my dad and I are doing a habit tracker app in the new year, um, and our goal is to get five vegetables a day and at least two fruits and um, really just kind of varying your protein um, too is important. Um, and just making sure that you're getting all the food groups, not leaving out your grains. I almost just left out grains, but grains are really important too. And our culture often demonizes the carbs and the grains and, um, you know, gentle nutrition can really come into play with the grains, with, you know, finding grains that have more fiber if you need more fiber in your diet, um, but also allowing yourself to, you know, if a white tortilla or a piece of sourdough bread is your, satisfaction think something that you love allowing yourself to have that with a meal or with a snack and um just not not demonizing certain foods um i have posted before like a i like to look at it almost as like circular circular as continual the things that we eat are from meal to meal from snack to snack throughout the day so like the different food groups that we are choosing it's you know it doesn't have to be perfect plated every meal it's ongoing we're on we're continually nourishing ourselves and it's an ongoing process. Um, and yeah, I think that, you know, it's, it's good to, to want to look at that and to want to make improvements, but I think it just, we're skipping a step if we're not making peace with foods first. And that if we're struggling with our mentality and we're not addressing that first, it's hard. I never working with a new client, if they're struggling with their relationship with food, we never just jump into that nutrition piece. We always, look at how we can improve the mentality first, how we can improve the stress in their lives and 
um, you know, really looking for like, what is the root at what you're wanting to control or change through food. Um, and again, I love food. I love nutrition. It, it plays a very important role in our health, but I think the way that we look at that for some reason has gotten so flipped in our culture. Mm, yeah. It's that over um, overkill of information, like you mentioned before, that makes us think nutrition is everything, right? You can look up nutrition for blank disease, like anything. You can look up nutrition for anything. And there's someone on the internet <laughs> that says they have the way. And then, you know, we blame ourselves if we um, fall off or we experience symptoms or anything like that. And we, we blame our nutrition. It's all because we haven't got our eating under control because that's, you know, that's the external thing that we feel we can control is our nutrition. And so it turns into this judgment thing. Um, but I love that. I love that continuum idea. Um, it reminds me of that, that research study that shows that toddlers, <laughs> Casey and I were just talking about our kids and their eating before this conversation that toddlers, even though they seem to eat the weirdest things like in a day on a day to day basis, like weird meals of like one food at a time that over a course of a week, they're getting everything that their body needs, um, even though we can't see it as parents when we're looking at their like daily intake. And so that's just an amazing testament to God's um, design in our bodies and that they've been given, that we have these cues put into us um, to get what we need. So I also am going to give a shameless plug for our body blessings prayer journal here because Megan was talking about tracking in a zoomed out way. And with intuitive health, what that means for us is tracking these things that Megan's already alluded to, which is our satisfaction at meals, our fullness level, noting any sort of um, things that are going on in our stress level and our relationships during that day that might have affected our eating and then bringing all of this in prayer to the Lord um, so that he can align our minds with his mind when it comes to food and health in our body. And so that's what that body blessings prayer and intuitive health tracking journal is um, is for. It's really a prayer journal where you can also track your uh, movement and eating and look at those Look at that information from a curious, zoomed out perspective instead of micromanaging every gram of protein, carbohydrate, and calorie that we see happening with like my fitness pal. Um, so thank you, Megan, for bringing that up and, and talking about it in that way. I know that we want everyone to be able to connect with you personally because even though you're a Joyful Health Co coach, you have some amazing content that you share on your own site and your own Instagram. And so can you share with everyone where they can find you and then a little bit more about um, your resource that you have for them. Yeah, so I mostly hang out on Instagram. My handle is at gracerooted.rd. Um, and I did create a resource. Oh, goodness, was that a year ago now, I think? Um, it's How to Reject Diet Culture and Embrace God's Grace. There, we'll link it in the show notes, I believe. And then there's also a link in my profile that you can access that for free. And I really just created that resource to kind of answer a lot of the questions or themes that I was seeing on Instagram or getting personally. And um, I guess I continued to see people too, and myself too, just 
struggling with fully like rejecting the diet culture, the lies about who we need to be, the cultural expectations. Um, and it's really just about, you know, tuning those out and tuning into God's truth. I really walk through that, some tangible practices that you can do day to day. And then I included like the hunger and fullness scale in that. So really just some useful tools to, um, to move away from, you know, the dieting mentality and to embrace God's grace in what we eat, because I think that that is such an important um, piece of, you know, walking away from the black and white mentality and really embracing that gray space and starting to ask questions like why um, we're eating what we're eating and how it's making us feel. Um, I know Casey talks about that with exercise and really that feeling is so important and, um, it really helps us to make intuitive and intelligent decisions about what we eat. Um, I was I was just thinking while you were talking, Aubrey, how kids are born to be such intuitive eaters and really our rules and culture, the noise of culture is what deters us away from that. And I think it's kind of sad that we've gotten to a place of that. So I really, you know, created that resource to help women, adults more so, um, just to navigate that. Um, so yeah, I, I hope that that blesses some of you as well. And I'm always happy to, if you message me on Instagram to chat with you, and I hope to see some of you on the in the Joyful Health course. That was a course that I had actually taken myself back in um, 2019, I believe, shortly after moving home from grad school. And I myself as a dietitian benefited from that class a lot. Um, you know, I'm a dietitian, but I'm a human first. I always tell people and I have bad body image days. I have struggles of my own. Um, I was struggling with exercise a little bit, just finding a movement routine that um, that I felt good about and felt good in my body. And um, Joyful Health really helped me through that a lot. And I do love the the way that we talk about nutrition and inviting God into our journey. So I would highly recommend that course as well. Yeah. Thank you, Megan. And I like how you talked about intelligence and how intelligence and intuition are two sides of the same coin. Um, and so really what we want everyone to walk away with is just really a, uh, like you said, upside down picture of nutrition. I feel like Jesus always turns things upside down, but how we, we put the word gentle gentle nutrition. And that's a word that Jesus calls that he says about himself, which is really unique. So Matthew eleven twenty nine, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And so that word gentle is just very disarming, very drawing, it like draws us in. Um, so, you know, our prayer is that this conversation and the way that God wants us to think about nutrition, um, would draw us towards the things that would benefit us and to, to trust that is already built in, um, and then to be able to enjoy the fruit of that. So Megan, would you, um, would you pray us out and thank you so much for coming. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you guys. Mm -hmm. um, dear Lord, I just, I lift up the work that Casey and Aubrey is doing in the Joyful Health Collective. And I just pray for any of the listeners today. I just pray that they would feel a sense of freedom that is only found in your spirit, Lord. Um, I pray that they would give up the control and any um, fear um, that that might be rooted in, in their lives. And I pray that their, um, 
their health journey would would become intuitive and it would become informed by you and the the intelligent cues that you have blessed us with of hunger and fullness and i just pray above all lord that um, we would know our identity in you as loved children of god and that we would just never forget our worth in us uh, in you um our worth um in you lord and i just thank you for the joy that you do um, bless us with experiencing in this life. Um, you care about the details of our day-to-day -day so much that you care about the satisfaction that we get from food um, in addition to the nourishment that we get. And that just is such a testament to the character and the loving Father that you are. Um, and I just pray that Joyful Health will continue to bless so many lives. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Megan. It's been so good to have you on here. And for everyone listening, may you rest in his grace and follow the joy. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We don't take you or your time for granted. Remember that these episodes are also recorded on video. So if you'd like a more personal connection with this conversation, head to our Joyful Health YouTube channel and watch us there. Before you go, make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave a review. This two minute task will be an incredible blessing to us so more people can discover Joyful Health by Grace.